Hello and welcome to Lisa Express Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Akunibi. And today we will be continuing on the episode Avoiding Traumatic Parenting. Two, today I will be going into stifling your child as a defense technique. Last week we did flog, and I know I flogged the topic of trauma, personal trauma. I know I did flog it correctly because you needed to understand trauma to be able to move forward and avoid it replicating itself on your children. So how is it possible that you can stifle your child as a defense technique? Well, if you've been in an environment that is traumatic, which I think we've all been to a degree, don't get me wrong. I don't mean all our parents have been verbally abusive or um, physically abusive. But we've all been in environments that made us feel like we needed to cut down something in order to survive. We've all been in environments that were not 100% good for our health. And that brings me to this quick point, which was not even part of my original point. So don't get scared. Stop trying to be 100% for your kids. You can't give them everything. You can give them everything you have, but you can't give them everything they need in life. Some of the things they will need will come from their friends, it will come from their associates, it will come from their classmates, it will come with experiencing someone being a bully and saying, no, that's not going to happen with me. It's going to come with experiencing life. So if you're trying to chain them down as a defense technique, uh, you're not really helping them. Because what happens is we have adults, according to law, 18-year-olds, who actually cannot take concrete legal decisions. People who are 20 who do not understand what it means to take legal action, they don't know what it means to sign a document, the implication of it. They don't know what it means to run a company. They don't know what it means to get in a relationship. They don't know what it means to resolve conflict. That's what you're going to be doing to them because all of those things will not necessarily be learned from you. Some of them will be learned in civic education class. Some of them will be learned from interacting with their friends. I will not have Lisa Express consult if I did not have friends. My first business plan, this is funny every time I think about it. My first business plan as a 16-year-old was what? Five millionaire. You heard that right. As a 16-year-old. So this was obviously in 2011, I believe. Or 2012, somewhere. But I didn't draw up that business plan with my father. I didn't draw up that business plan with my mother. I did with my friends. In school, we were having conversations about an event we would like to have. An event we would like to host. And so one person said, ah, how about we use International Conference Center? See how crazy our dreams were. As at that time, I think the richest one of us, okay, well, there are like two rich guys among us, yes. But even at that, their parents wouldn't have even hosted an event for us at the back of our school, let alone the International Conference Center. We were only a bunch of crazy 16, 17-year-olds. So I subscribed to external community. I said all of that to say, allow yourself breathe. You're not as terrible a parent. Because if you were, you wouldn't even be paying attention to what I'm saying right now to know what to correct. Except you're doing this as eye service. But it is possible that you stifle your own child because it's your own defense mechanism. 
I'm sure you've heard the quote, don't ask people who have never left home where you're going. They won't inspire you. They won't support you. A lot of parents, especially those within their 40s, can actually testify to the fact that they did what their family wanted them to do. They studied what their family wanted them to study. It did become lucrative, but some of them never really lived. Some of them never really lived because my generation felt it academically in Nigeria. My generation felt it. Many of us went to school wanting to become doctors because our moms wanted to become nurses or doctors. Our fathers wanted to become doctors or surgeons. I went to a science-only school in SS1. And by God, over half of my class wanted to be medical doctors, myself inclusive. I did love medicine. I did watch Dr. 9210 a thousand and one times. I did love watching Dr. Ray perform surgery. I did love gynecology, but it wasn't gynecology I liked as much as the possibility of helping someone experience health. So eventually I found out sexology was what I wanted. Sexology, psychology, neuroscience, that was my area. Expressive art therapy. But I didn't find that out by sitting in med class. I didn't even make it there. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm one of the few people who didn't make it to med school. I'm super excited I didn't make it there. I had to do remedial one year, and in that one year I realized, nah, I am not doing this. I am not doing this. Many people didn't get the opportunity I did. Some went to med school, they dropped out. They dropped out. I'm going to talk about fighting through your child next week. But today I won't tell you how you're possibly stifling your child. You're not letting your child reach out because you reached out and you fell. And so you feel not letting them reach out. I'm sure I touched on this last week. And so you feel not letting them reach out is protecting them. That's not protecting them. That's killing them. That's what it did to you. If you never studied a course because your parents said so, raise up your hand. How do you feel when you think about it? If you never owned a business because your parents felt it would fail, raise up your hand. How did you feel about it? If you never went to prom, I mean, I remember wanting to go for a girl's guide camping. My dad had agreed and for some wonderful reasons, my mom whispered in my dad's ear and that was the end of my camp. I still remember and I tease her about it. I did go to a lot of camps and I still travel. I'm always excited to pack my bags. I mean, I could literally pack my bag on this podcast right now. That's exciting. That's how excited I am about traveling. But I didn't get that from my mom. I was privileged to get that opportunity because I had a crazy enough dad who liked to pack his bags. I had a dad who let me explore enough for me to know, okay, I like a bit of adventure even though I like to be safe. I possibly wouldn't have gotten that from my mom. There were things my mom let me do that my dad didn't let me do. But imagine if my mom was able to convince my dad about things that would have formed me to where I am right now. What do you think would be happening? This is a sober episode. 
because I need you to reflect. I need you to reflect on how stumped you felt when your parents got in the way of your growth. I know a man who never went to the military because his mom called a family meeting and said if he goes to the military and she dies, he killed her. She put a kind of guilt on him and that man never went to the military but he always talked about it even in his sisters. That was stifling. But guess what? It came from her possible fear of death. She might have lost someone when she was younger and was afraid of losing her child. She might have even lost another child and she was afraid of losing this one. But the fact is, what's gone is gone. If you treat what's left like what's gone, you lose it too. What's gone is gone. If you treat what's left like what's gone, you will lose it too. That's what happens when you have a dead child and a living child. Over a period of time, you grieve the dead one and grieve that child and grieve that child until you lose sight of the child who is alive. The child who is alive is just fighting to be seen. There is a possibility that you're trying to save your children from experiencing your trauma. But what you successfully end up doing is not letting them leave at all. Because you dated from a certain tribe and the person broke your heart, everyone in that tribe, remember generalization, has suddenly become the enemy. Your kids can't date from that tribe. They can't marry from that tribe. So even though they are in love with someone there, you stifle them. Because your friend said someone studied a particular course and they didn't make money from it, you stifle them. You come back and tell your kids, oh, don't do that. Recently, a woman wanted her daughter to go study nursing because she felt nursing was going to pay more salaries. And the girl in question almost always faints when she sees blood. She would rather be in the tech space. And if you live in 2022, you do realize that tech has good money. So if money is the foundational reason, this girl seems to have herself set on the path where she can make money. But the problem isn't just the money. The problem is that the mom is leaving, is trying to leave her generation through the child. She feels like because this worked in my generation, it has to work in yours. Because I don't work in that space and I don't get that much money, you need to work in that space so you can get that much money. But what she's doing in the process is she's stifling the child. She's traumatizing the child. Because now when the child thinks of work, they are frustrated, they are depressed. Academically, they are not particularly excited. There's the part of doing what you don't like with work sometimes. But not every time, not every day. I can't imagine you wake up every day attend four years of college oh by the way that did happen to me attended four years of university i'd strike to it i had an extra year to it i spent almost six years on campus offering a course i hated the most in secondary school so i can relate with that level of frustration firsthand so i can imagine a child going to school to study a course they hate to do a job they absolutely do not care about that they get physically nauseated about, mentally depressed about, just so they can impress a parent 
who will die and leave them. Ah, now you see how that sounds. You see how that sounds. One of the ways to avoid traumatic parenting is to ensure that you are not stifling your child's potential to prove a point to yourself. That you're not stifling your child's potential in an attempt to not let them experience what you've experienced. You can try, but you really can't control all of their experiences because time is not in your hands. People's responses are not in your hands. Technology is not in your hand. The next kind of civilization is not in your hand. You can move with it, you can predict some part of it, but you can't control all of it. And so you've got to be able to let them live and make their own kinds of mistake. And then they can heal from their own kinds of error. You can chip in your wisdom, but you cannot live their lives. I hope this really helps. Please don't forget to go on Instagram to get the questions for avoiding traumatic parenting. It was 12 episodes long. Four questions that you can have across a period of 12 weeks or you can attend to it a period of a month or a year. Just attend to those questions with your romantic partner and prepare for your children if you don't already have them or work to better your relationship with the children you already have. Until next week, Monday, don't forget to check out our website at www.lisaexpress.com. Please do check it out. Bye.